Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Steph and this is the Don't Buy Her Flowers podcast. It's great to be back after a little break and I'm recording this at the end of term, what I think is going to be an emotional week as my eldest child leaves primary school. I've just found out they're singing One Direction's history at the Leavers Assembly and honestly, I'm a bit worried about how emotional I already got just listening to it in the kitchen this morning, let alone with a class of 11 year olds singing it. They've got their whole future ahead of them. Um, So I'm just imagining they might have to remove me when the wailing gets too much. Right, so we've got a few episodes lined up through the summer, something to plug in and enjoy when you're mid-summer chaos. But first up, it's Sarah Turner, aka the Unmumsy Mum. This was just lovely to record. I've known Sarah quite a few years and her success is incredible, but not surprising when you read her thoughts on motherhood or hear her talk. She's consistently authentic in a way that people often aren't when they reach that level of following. She's got a huge following and we talk about that and we talk about the olden days of mummy blogging, uh, how to survive the summer holidays, having three boys, vasectomies, being trolled for stopping breastfeeding. We even cover vagina rejuvenation. So there's lots covered. Um, but she's always been very honest about finding motherhood hard in a way that I would say lots of people feel. But especially when she started, people weren't really talking about, hence her gaining this huge following. And I think she sounds like she's found some brilliant ways of managing overwhelm, including sharing the load with her partner who works part time, um, taking social media breaks and lowering expectations, especially when it comes to holidays. She's very wise, but I don't think she actually realises she is. She's just kind of doing her thing and, and looking after her family. And this episode is kindly sponsored by sparbreaks.com who are currently running a great British spa sale which is ideal for knackered people who might be listening to this podcast. Um, Relaxing breaks here in the UK so you can avoid all the travel hassle of going abroad and spa breaks have negotiated a range of different special offers from different spas so I'll run through all the information you need just a little later on in this episode. Right back to Sarah and we start by discussing how mad the end of term is. I feel peak rush hour is this end of term, the summer end of term. How are you doing? Oh, do you know, I always feel like I'm doing okay um, until there'll be a tipping point. 
So the tipping, so the tipping point for me, it's come quite early in the summer. The tipping point for me <laughs> last week was when, so we'd had, don't forget to buy disco tickets in the playground. Mm-hmm. So I needed to bring cash for that. Um, don't forget that there's PE, but they're doing a fun run and they need to wear a colourful T-shirt. So I'd kind of washed the normal PE kit, but didn't have the colourful T-shirt sorted. Then I think the final draw was, it was all this kind of school admin. And then I was walking out the door, I recently rescued a cat that was trying to follow us to school. Uh, I was trying to bring the cat back in. And then Jude went, have you got the a bottle from the recycling? This is at like 8.35. No, Jude, why would I have a bottle from the recycling? And he just turns to me and he goes, for my rocket. Because apparently we was, we'd had a note at some point that we needed to bring in a recycling. And for, it was just the final straw that day or week where, you know, there were a lot of expletives about recycling and rockets. And, and I always say this and I always feel like I'm a terrible person because I'm, I'm a big fan of all the effort that goes into the PTFA. Yes. But I'm always like, just let me give you a direct debit. Just let me <laughs> give you like £10 a month. So that I don't have to bring in a pound on this day and 50p on this day and, yeah. you know, lamb's wool from Nazareth for the nativity on this day. Like, I haven't <laughs> got time for it. It's the volume of stuff. Like, at this, we've got, I've got two levers because Buster's leaving year six. No. Oh, yes. my God. And Frank is leaving preschool to yeah. start. So I've got two things about uniform and it shouldn't be that hard, right? You go right then a couple of pairs of trousers and a couple of tops and a jumper. But I, my head is fried, so I'm just printing stuff off and going, I, I, I need to print it off. And Doug's like, why are you stressed now? It's still like two months away before they actually start at their yeah. new school. And she's like, I know, but this is the that's my thing that's tipped me because we've had, well, like this, there's a singing concert, the Leavers Assembly, the play. the And then we had an email last week for a skipping workshop being held this week you're like this is a piss take this is this isn't even they're like seeing how far before can we They've take, made like, that up like, that is it that is a prank at, the, at this point they're trolling you I don't even think teacher because I've had messages from teachers when I've had a moan about it and like I'm totally with you like it's an amazing thing that they're trying like that the schools make all this effort and they do so much more than when they we were do. kids they are but amazing why in this why in this last few weeks and I've had teachers go yeah try being a parent and a teacher yeah no, and you're just <laughs> yeah like how would you even do that but there is just always something isn't there and I think obviously if you've got more children and that and they span more than one school yeah yeah then, um yeah there's just a, it's just a lot of don't forget this form have you filled in this there's a lot of me nodding, pretending yeah. like I know what's going on yeah. when secretly I'm below the surface. I'm thinking I've got I don't have a clue what you're talking about. Buster's got a sleepover at his school this Thursday, which they told us about yesterday. Nice. Because because it's year six, they were allowed to choose what they did for their leavers party. And they wanted a sleepover. You're like, and they said yes. Like, oh my so can you imagine how grim Friday and the weekend's gonna be? They're not gonna sleep. No, of course they're not. Uh, oh dear God. Yeah, no, it is, it is a lot. It is a lot. In the, you're right. The final, the final term is, it's just relentless. It's a full time. It's a full time job mm. outside of, you know, your actual job and parenting. So you've had three books, three sorry, three Sunday Times bestsellers. Um, the first two were nonfiction and tied in with your unmumsy mum, but the last one came out in was it March? Yeah. So, so stepping up uh, was book number four, 
So oh, I hang had, on. What have I missed? So I had uh, three Our Mums and Mum books. First one, the original, the OG. Yeah. Uh, the Our and Mum Diary and yeah. the Our Mums and Mum A to Z. Oh, yes. And then, yeah, then Stepping Up came out in March. Um, and I'm on a two book fiction contract. I have to add in, it's brilliant. Like, it's a brilliant read. The characters are amazing. Has, have you, is the second fiction going to be a sequel? It's not. No, it's completely unrelated, standalone. So, yeah, same. I'm kind of halfway through it. I wish I, it's not that I'm being coy uh, about what it's about. It's just that when I write books, I tend to really not know what they're about. I just, I, um, I, it will, it will, it's loosely like a family-based drama, another right. kind of uplifting, hopefully funny novel, yeah. but I'm about 45,000 words into it and I don't really know what, where I'm going with it. This is just how it works. I pretend I plot. Apparently you're either a plotter or a pantser. You Ooh. either plot or you fly by the seat of your pants. Who was I listening to? Leanne Moriarty? She was yeah. saying she has no clue of the plot until she's she just writes it. Yeah, that's like me. I there think I've go. tried. I have all the gear and for plotting. So I get the post-its and the flip chart paper and mm. then nothing, no, no brainstorming really occurs I just like to get my highlighters out and go to go to go to Smith's and then uh I actually just need to start writing it to work out what's gonna what's gonna happen but yeah there will be a second second novel I've got to hand it in in September actually the first draft so oh good so finish that while doing some holidays during the school holidays (laughs) well Uh, wait how how do you handle the summer holidays a little bit of crying. Uh, no, so we, I'm, I am, I'm quite, well, we are quite fortunate in that James works part-time. So he does Monday, Tuesday, Friday and has Wednesdays and Thursdays off. Nice. So he will have, so Wednesdays and Thursdays in the summer, I will be you able to work. Still. So I will yeah. be able to get some writing done. But obviously that means, you know, that would exclude us from doing any actual kind of family yeah. stuff. So we'll probably have to squeeze in a bit of that as well. To cover off all the school holidays, you'd have to take however many weeks of annual leave that you can't do and have a successful job, like the whole lot, probably. So you'd end up tag teaming it. And then, you, yeah, you get to the end of the holidays and go, oh, we should probably have something like the five of us. Should have done something together. Um, Yeah. But also as well, like you'll probably feel like this. I feel a little bit more this summer, like I should be making the most of it before Mm. Wilf heads off to school in September so it's kind of like I sort of feel like we should definitely (laughs) plan some stuff but it's uh, it's definitely it's a case of getting the calendar out and going who's doing what day uh Mm. and then at some point is there gonna like in a like a Venn diagram of parenting is there going to be a point when we'll overlap and you know (laughs) go to Thomas land or something probably but I was doing something really extravagant just because you're like oh we've got oh shit I haven't done anything and we've spent six weeks like moving you from the sofa to the kitchen to the yeah yeah yeah, we've just bought a trampoline, so I'm hoping that that's going to... Uh... Well, hang on, you didn't just buy a trampoline, so the boys petitioned together. Look at that, yeah. peti- look, you've succeeded, teamwork. I know. They came to your proposals. They decided that they would club together and form this, like, work. it was like a working group. It was like Project Trampoline, they had little meetings in the living room, and then Henry started WhatsApping James, um like make some models and it was like 
uh, hi dad, this is a, you know, moderate, uh, what was it? Medium high quality trampoline he put in his WhatsApp. <laughs> this is a medium high quality trampoline. Um, it has, it's a little bit more expensive than the other one, but if you read the reviews, it's not, it's not difficult to see why, uh, you know, kind of like, <laughs> I mean, James were like, oh, cause I always say like, you know, do or do your research and then come back to us. And they actually did. They'd did. like gone You're on. You're screwed. All- You're I know. screwed now. Um, so, but I'm also hoping that we can use that in our favor over the summer when they're like, we're bored. I'm always like, I gave you brothers. I've given you a trampoline. Um, that, you know, that should be. What else be. do you need? What, what more do you want? Do they generally get on? Yeah, yes and no. So they get on really, really well until they don't. And when they don't, they get on, like, I think, it probably informed by the um, love of wrestling. Uh, their fallings out are quite physical. It's quite commonplace for somebody to have a nosebleed because somebody else has need them in the face or... Um, and this level of like refereeing, I mean, I'm one of two girls and growing up there was, I never physically, I mean, there was, might've been a bit of hair pulling and scratching. Yeah. I think I might even have bit my sister once, but it, <laughs> that was about as crazy as it ever got. Um, they are kind of, the, my boys are sort of dragging each other around. I'm having to, if it goes quiet, I know to run into the living room. I'm having to go like, not round his neck as one of them sort of turning blue. It's like, well, he didn't tap out. No, he didn't tap out because he's nearly passed out. <laughs> enough, enough. One of my brothers who is uh, works at Don't Buy Flowers, he um, he's like three years apart in age and we used to wrestle. And I remember like running and I'd always run away from him. And he was older and bigger and was always like better at fighting. And I'd lock myself in the bathroom, but then he'd prowl like <gasps> outside. So then oh, I'd be like, God. oh shit, I'm stuck in the yeah. like bathroom. Like... What am I going to do now? I'd say that it, sometimes it works in our favour because they don't, there's no kind of sulking or they don't brood on like bad feelings or arguments for very long. They kind of yeah. physically fight it out and then they get shouted at and then everybody has a drink and a snack and we sort of reset and it's back to, <laughs> and it's back to normal. So it's fine. But um, yeah, I spend a lot more of my life kind of, shouting <laughs> shouting don't do and then insert like wrestling moves like yeah. you know stop trying to stunner your brother um you know don't choke slam him you know don't don't do <laughs> don't do this but they do generally get on quite well I find the dynamics quite weird not weird but it's interesting with three isn't it like if you take one out of the equation how the other two how the other two get on yeah. um they do it does it does shift if you take one out for the day you know one goes to a friend's then yeah the other two generally tend to get on better. Yeah. Um, and we've yeah. got youngest definitely prefers oldest. So it's that like admiration thing. Yeah. Um, and it and maybe because they're both boys as well, I don't know, but it will be like Frank wants to be Buster. Aww. So and he just thinks he's, you know, the bee's <laughs> knees. So that then then you've got one that's left out and you're trying to, yeah, it is funny. Three yeah. is definitely well, it's a lot, actually, Sarah, is what I, but when people go, how is three? I'll be like, oh, it's one too many, I think. <laughs> I always say that, and then I have to do that thing, you know, like, oh, you, have quick, really. you have to quickly caveat it with, but like, wouldn't change it for the world, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, I, th- I told you, because like, James has had the snip, because I was yeah. like, absolutely oh, well. not having any more, but oh, it hasn't, hasn't worked. <laughs> I'm not pregnant. Well, um, no, no. no, he, uh, I mean, I think it's kind of a little bit worked. It was a really sad letter. The letter was the saddest thing I've ever read from the doctors because <laughs> it was basically like, dear Mr. Turner, um, you know, following your post-vasectomy sample, 
which was brilliant in itself because he had to it had to be in the morning and he had to, it was a morning that he was doing the school run so he was like I had to take that I had to take that to the playground <laughs> brilliant um yeah he was like wait what he had to do the sample at home and take it with him yeah because he had to drop it off at the doctors in the morning but he could it was he like not have his... done it at the doctors or is that not Doug had to do it at... he had to crack yeah. one out at the doctors yeah no yeah and I've said I think I might have said this before <laughs> but there was a sign on the wall saying if you require any assistance please ring the bell and it was like what what are they gonna do like the nurse a naughty nurse comes out like what <laughs> oh my god no James had to do it at home but it was like a morning morning chaos at home <laughs> oh, that's not relaxing for doing that is it like put it in his shorts pocket and pray to god it didn't <laughs> fall out in the playground oh morning <laughs> Oh, that's oh, that's made me sweat just thinking about that. But after all of that, the letter said it was like basically. I think it has worked up to a point because it says. Uh, the, sorry, but that's not enough. No, Sarah. no, I know, <laughs> but it says that there are occasional sperm present in the semen, and I was like, I mean, I know this is what we wanted, but it is all that is also quite sad, isn't it? Occasional sperm, just the odd one. So he's got to do a, he's got to do another sample at some point to check whether or not. And then what? They might have to do the operation again. Well, he, no, this is the thing. James is like, I'm not doing it again. I'm not going. I'm not doing it again. I'm not having oh, another one. So we'll have to have another. We'll have to rethink because he's like, he's you know, it's taken this long to get him there to have it. To be fair, he's yeah, done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I it kind takes of, a while. I kind of get it if he doesn't, you know. As comedy value, though, the whole vasectomy thing is very funny. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. But also, you have to be. You know how you have to be so careful what you say in front of the kids. We were kind of talking about it, and then Wilf was said. I think Wilf said to my to my mother in law to James's mum, "Oh, Daddy's balls are massive," and she was like, "Okay." And I was like, "It's just because of the, like this, just because of like the swelling." But you know, it's just kind of like when they're around for tea. Uh, yeah, how's everyone? How's everyone doing? Uh, no, nothing off limits for, <laughs> for chat when you've got kids around. We'd had a weekend away, and we dropped them at my sister in law's, and then we'd pick them up. And we we're on the way back, and. The three of them are sitting in the back. And just that on its own is quite comedy, isn't it? When there's three of them sat in a row, it just feels yeah. like, oh, that's quite a lot of you behind me. And then um, Buster was like, so did you guys have sex? And But Doug and I are like, I don't know how to answer that. Like, do we say yes? Whatever. Because that's a good <laughs> no, like On this weekend away where we left him oh. with his... Like on a, so it's like he'd spied that it was a dirty weekend, you know. Like, but does he need to? Know, does that is that a good thing? Probably. Like we should be open and honest. Like yes, we have, and it was great for our relationship. Well, so, or was he like I, no one wants to know that about their parents. Yeah, I don't so. know. I say it's weird, isn't it? I feel like it would be it it it, it would be a different question if I feel like if the kids said to us, "Do you have sex?" Then mm. it would be like, "Yes, we do." But I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want them to. We've been away. And, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes. And then uh, they go into school. My mum and dad had sex this weekend. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. The questions. Do you get? Do you get a lot of that? Do you get a lot of questions about sex and stuff, or not really? Yeah. Although Buster now eleven, I think, is just starting to go like, mm, I don't really want to talk about this. Like, yeah. I will will bring things up. And actually, like, we had a whole conversation about abortion the other day. Yeah. Because he's obviously heard things and seen things on the news. Yeah, And I wanted to, because I didn't know what he'd heard or seen, so I wanted to have that conversation. So suddenly you're going, oh, God, I haven't even thought about how you talk to an 11-year-old yeah. about all these really, like, big things that also you want to be the, I guess, if you're relatively well-researched in this stuff, you want to be the one to have that conversation rather than some dickhead in the playground, don't yeah. you? But it's 
quite a lot. Henry's year had like, it wasn't sex education, it was more like puberty education. They had like a changing changing bodies. Next um, year he gets the thing. sex stuff. Great. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> so they had this changing bodies thing and they'd obviously said, um, they'd obviously said, the teachers had sort of said, you know, if you have any questions and then said to the parents, if you know, kids have any questions, then hopefully they can sort of ask you any questions about what they've seen or heard. And it was about kind of personal hygiene and periods and erections and all the rest of it yeah. great like a bumper, which can i just bumper, say yeah. buster buster called resurrections <laughs> we came home and said something about resurrection i was like no 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 buster because <laughs> i thought i don't want you to get like pulled apart in the playground i know but then also you go oh but that was in year five yeah that's, that's really sweet um <laughs> so it's kind of the same yeah well yeah so i mean yeah i guess occasionally it is a bit of a resurrection mm. um yeah they were like they were like oh it, the teacher said oh if there's anything you have any you know, have any questions but one of the kids in henry's class took this as being if you have any question go home and ask your parents so not about what they're just not about periods or you, you know body odor or any of the stuff that they'd learned but just like any question at all so he went home and said to his mum our school have said we should ask you any questions have you got any questions and so he just went what's a 69 and she was like because they're at that age you know in the juniors where 60 they all laugh at 69 so they think 69 is hilarious I mean it, to be honest even at 35 um somebody was telling me the other day that they were in the queue who was it? They're in the queue for McDonald's and their order number was 69 and everyone went, Ray! And it's like, you, you can't... Um, Surely they remove that from the list. Like Clark's, when you get the little tickets in Clark's, they wouldn't have a 69, would they? What, like removing 13 as a house number? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So we were like, we were all like gathered round in the playground. Like, so what did you, what did you tell him? She said, I said, ask your father. And uh, I think the dad said, you know, something along the lines of, oh, oh, well, you know, We'll come back to that because they haven't even had like sex, sex education yet. It's a little yeah, yeah, bit, yeah. it feels like a bit, you know. It's a leap. It's leaping ahead, isn't it? To go, well, um, but yeah, that just made me laugh so much when she was like, I thought he was going to say, you know, like, is it time for me to have deodorant or, but it was like, what's a, what's a 69? <laughs> but it's that balance, isn't it? Because I think probably you and I follow loads of people on Instagram to try and be like more have more understanding and and there's people who speak really openly about yeah. stuff and it's like and that's really good but also the reality of when you're faced with three little kids yeah. looking at you it's not as easy to just speak really freely or get it right because a no. bit of you is embarrassed or giggly or they're embarrassed or giggly and it's yeah but I kind of think that that's okay as well the most important thing is that you kind of make the effort to break that like cycle of stigma and shame but even if even if you feel embarrassed like you've kind of made progress on maybe like the generation before like with three boys I have made an effort now now that I know Henry's kind of started talking about it I will mention like periods and stuff Mm -hmm. I won't I won't have like the horror when a tampon advert comes on telly like I now know that Henry knows what that means (laughs) yeah yeah although I have to say um, Henry and Henry did have a giggle the other day because one of the like tampon adverts came on and I said to Henry I can tell you now I said I like you go girls for the girls on these adverts but why is it that on these adverts they're on their period and the first thing they do is like go ice skating or um you know they do like an iron woman or yeah. they do and, and the I'm reality like, is you're probably either screaming at someone or lying down like wanting to just and eat carbs like absolutely they can do these things but it just makes me laugh that it's like you know 
Yeah, strength, power. Let's have a and it's like somebody pirouetting on an ice rink. And I'm like, I've li- I mean, I wouldn't do that when I'm not. No, that's probably bleeding, the most of us don't but, do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe like I said, Henry, don't feel like doing any of this when I'm on my period. Just sort of FYI. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you do, it is, isn't it? Trying to have those slightly more honest conversations. I mean, we have most of our conversations are not period based. Most of our conversations are penis based in this house because there are four penises. So that is just lots of chat. We were on a the tube. I took Frank for a lovely day. Of We went to the Natural History Museum, which is always a big, it's not actually that fast, but it's really yeah. so lovely. And he's that perfect dinosaur age, like completely mesmer. And Andy's clock, which yeah. was amazing. And then we're on the train on the way back and he started going, there's a salamander in my pants. There's a salamander in my, like a salamander is like a slippery looking lizard thing. You're like, uh, what? where? why where has that come from and he's saying it really loudly and really clearly and you're kind of like yeah. I don't do I just do I join in do I yeah. wrestle him I don't, know. I don't know there was a chant that they did at school that Henry um used to do then pass it down to Jude he's passed it down to Wilf and Wilf will kind of strut around singing conga 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 make your wheelie longer, longer and I have yeah, to be like cool. not in the post office or no what <laughs> I say the other day we were in John Lewis and I was like you can't do that in here you know we, we might be a good, might go to another shop where that's appropriate but have some respect it's John <laughs> Lewis we don't we don't do that in here no, <laughs> wrong crowd <laughs> what about um like disastrous trips out what are you like how bad has it got what's been your worst disaster like holiday disaster or day out disaster holidays have been I can't like holidays there haven't been like there hasn't been like a standout disastrous moments but we have had holidays where we've come home and and James and I have looked at each other and gone that wasn't a holiday yeah um and we paid for it (laughs) yeah yeah. And, we're and, more, we were, we're more and we looked forward to it yeah yeah <laughs> and we might now get a divorce um so no I can remember like when the kids were really small we did a holiday in we did a holiday in France I think I was pregnant and Hen- and Jude was really small and Henry was kind of at the right age to take on holiday but it, there was just quite a lot going on and I was feeling quite sick and James drove you know it's always a bit tricky in it to adjust to driving abroad and we had to we had to do it to drive to this um, to this house, this farmhouse that we'd sort of rented, and uh, it was just really, it was just really fraught. He was going which way, and I do this thing which is really unhelpful. But when I don't know where to go for directions, rather than go, rather than being like ambiguous and going, oh, I don't know, I just go mute. I can't say anything. I'm like, I don't. Like, so he's going which way, <laughs> which way. Oh, not a, not a nav- um, good navigator. And I just like, because I don't know. So there's, I said to him, there's no point. You could pick any exit off this roundabout. I don't know. So if I say to you second exit and it's wrong, you're going to blame me. So I just don't yeah, say anything because okay. I don't know. So I don't know. I'm not adding anything to yeah. this navigation. Um, and the kids, the Henry and Jude, I was feeling sick because I was pregnant. Henry and Jude were arguing, squabbling, needing a wee, hungry. It was too hot. They hated France. It was like, you know, this was within. And I do remember thinking, like, shall we just go back to the airport and see if we can get a, see if we can get a flight home? Actually had a really nice holiday in the end. It's an adjustment, though, isn't it? It's an adjustment to what a holiday was pre kids I do think that my the sort of holidays that I like like I really like a holiday where you can you know get to see the area where you're staying and explore and all the rest of it and as nice as all of that is when you've got kids kids just want 
all-inclusive kids club, so a little mini disco, to be able to make friends in the pool, to have that freedom to go up and get their own drinks because they're sort of on, you know, kid like Coke and stuff's on tap. And it, yeah, they do. Kids always grow yeah. up on holiday, don't they? They sort of cache yeah. around like they're yeah. so actually we were fortunate enough to like review like a villa holiday it was like a three generational thing so it was like how do you get on if you take your parents so the grandparents on holiday with you as well to a villa and good lord first of all both sets of grandparents who went we took them both sets of grandparents who got lost in their hire car and we had to then go back for them and they were lost and they were going we're outside a supermarket this is in Portugal yeah we were going which supermarket oh I don't know uh, so we had to go and rescue the grandparents yeah at that point I was thinking it's like having more extra children but they're just like in their 60s uh, to look after and then you have to go to the supermarket and buy all the food and do all the washing up and by about day three I did think this is like I'd rather just go and get my breakfast at a like we did butlins with the kids and the kids absolutely loved it we did like three or four days James and I were like this is all for the kids it's not you know it's not our destination of choice but I think James had said to me we'll go to the Scarlet Spa next year okay but we've just got to tackle butlins so it was like fine and we did and the kids loved it and actually I you know there was a point they have like the tribute acts don't they they had like Bruno Mars and Jess Glynn, like, but like fake ones. Four glasses of wine in, fake Bruno Mars could have been Bruno Mars. <laughs> I was having the best time. It was like, and you don't have to drive very far. And the kids are happy, so no one's crying on you. Because that's their frames of reference now for holidays. You will often hear like Willful go, yeah, I just want to go on holiday again. Um, so I, when I go on holiday, I like to go to the Algarve or Butlins. <laughs> I feel like it's quite a quite a broad. That's yeah. it. But he's equally as happy with would be equally as happy. But with this both. is what centre parks and places have basically built their whole thing because it's not personally. I'm, I won't, you, you can give your own view. Like we went to centre park. We only went once because it was out out of term. I've never been to centre parks. It's so expensive, but it was yeah. out of term. But basically, by all the restaurants, there's a soft play. Yeah. So you can sit down. You can drink some mediocre wine yeah. or a, a gin with a slightly not too fizzy tonic. <laughs> but your kids are entertained and they're nearby. Yeah. Like that, and that's it. And and like the whole thing, you have to book everything. It's really structured. You have to, book, but I guess that means you can plot around nap times. And yeah. so I, I feel like we're possibly coming out of that zone, but that's what holidays are in that period when they're small. I will, hands held up. I can't talk about centre parks with a straight face ever since reading the mum's net thread about centre parks did you ever read that thread oh god no please tell me there was a mum's net thread about centre parks I bet it's still there and it was basically along the lines of um I asked my husband if we could go to centre parks and he was really up for it um and now we've got here and he's annoyed because he said that everybody knew that centre parks was code for having anal sex And there's this whole thread. And there are a few people that are like, yeah, I've heard that as well. <laughs> it was a bit like the penis beaker thread on Mum's Net where somebody said, do you dunk your penis? That, just to explain, can you explain the penis beaker thread? Because not everyone might have heard of it. Penis beaker, which is still there because sadly I did Google this the other day. Um, was, <laughs> research. <laughs> research. Was a woman who started the thread, the conversation topic, do you dunk your penis? <laughs> And it was about, she said that her husband had a, they had a post-sex clear-up so, station on the bedside right. table 
where after they'd both finished, uh, he would dunk his penis in the beaker. It was, I think it was the fact that it was a beaker and not even a cup, because I kept imagining like a little Ikea one, you know, like yeah. on those little tiny plastic like ones. Like a min- oh. minions, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no, like a Lego one that comes in a, in a, yeah. a, ha- in a Happy Meal. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... And then everybody was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, well, when I go to the toilet, he just needs to clean himself up. And everyone was like, what? You, nobody else does that. Not one person. Was there no one that said that we do this too? No. All it raised was questions. People were like, well, what if somebody accidentally drinks a beaker in the middle of the night? Yeah, thirsty in the night. Oh. It does, it, does it not create more mess with the sploshing? Uh, how clean is a dunk anyway it was kind of like this whole uh thing it was through looking at that one for something I was writing about it that I found the infamous slightly less infamous but also in my opinion the classic about if somebody asks you whether or not you want to go to centre parts are you inviting them to have anal sex I mean that could lead to a lot of confusion it just makes me laugh now when somebody goes oh we're going to centre parks for the weekend and I have to be like have fun Jerry or whoever it is like whichever dad it is uh yeah so there we go lots of lots of um fun on mum's net over the years we've had haven't we I'm just going to pause you there, Sarah, for a quick ad break. This episode is sponsored by sparbreaks.com. So if you're interested in a spa break like Sarah was after a holiday with the children, perhaps, here's what you need to know. They're offering up to 63% off, two for one spa days, free treatments, free gifts. There's even spa days from just £49 per person. I mean, it sounds ideal to plan in for the post-summer holidays um, when everyone's a bit weary. And they're offering an extra 10% discount to listeners of the Don't Buy Her Flowers podcast with the code SPA10. That's SPA10. Uh, More information can be found by searching Spa Breaks Great British Spa Escape or there's a link in the details of this episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So blogging. So you started in 2013 yeah. and yours is one of the biggest blogs. But I think I was thinking about it when you were writing, you like that was before influencers. There were you kind of had yeah. celebrities and then you had bloggers. There wasn't anyone in between, right? No. You had a massive following. Everything that you posted went viral. Um, but also there was this whole kind of network of people who were there going, how is she doing this? I want to be doing that. But you started because you felt like you'd been sold a bit of a lie about what motherhood was like, like just yes. to go back to what it originally was. Yeah, I did. I um, I started the blog in 2013. So I had, had, I had Henry. He was about a year old. I'd gone back to work. Well, actually, I'd left the job that I'd done pre-Henry working in finance and taken a part-time job at the university. And it was a lovely job, but I wasn't feeling very inspired by it. And I was coming home and just finding (laughs) that everything about motherhood was so much harder than I thought it would be. And I hadn't thought it would be easy. I wasn't one of those people that went into it thinking, I'm going to be really good at this. I just thought it would be a little bit easier than what it was. Like (laughs) I found... I kept questioning myself all the time, thinking, do other people feel like this? Other people thinking there's not much joy in this specific Mm. bit right now? Uh, And I looked online for stuff that would make me feel better and everything that I found just made me feel worse. Well, that was a time as well when there was a lot of people crafting and posting about it. Like it was almost sort of pre-influence where people were trying to get to that, like constructing a beautiful life. Yeah, and they were beautiful. They were the beautiful blogs and beautiful <laughs> pictures and portraits and everything was black and white and everybody was wearing white. Um, and there were lots of kind of, you know, lavender fields and... Yeah. Um, but there actually were, like that. I can remember that. And I just remember thinking, field. like, you know... Henry and I were coming unstuck with one of us crying when we went to B and Q. Like there wasn't going to be a there wasn't going to be a day out for a lavender fields photo shoot. So I sort of um, I sort of started writing about it. But yeah, you're right. It's really hard now to explain. I think to people because people are always like, it's a bit like you know going oh in my day. But people yeah. sort of I think assume that you have like your Instagram platform or your Facebook page or whatever or Twitter. And then you kind of start writing from there. But the thing, the fact was I had a blog that I was sharing to no one for a while because I hadn't mm. set up any of the social media pages. It was it was just the blog page, really poorly formatted, terrible quality images of like, you know, just chaos at home. Um, and yeah, I think the first blog post I wrote was called Other Mums Must Be Lying, uh, which kind of gives you a insight into my yeah. headspace at the time. Um, but yeah, it just took off. It just went mad. I mean, you remember what it was like. Like I would yeah. see, I would see you at, um, at events and stuff then, and I'd just be like, "Why is it going? Why is it going so crazy? Like I just can't understand it. It's mad." Facebook, especially. Yeah, Facebook. Because I mean, you've still got seven hundred thousand followers on Facebook. Like it's and four hundred. That like it's they're such big numbers. Which yeah. usually now to get to that, it's because somebody has been in a TV show or they're you know yeah. 
they do have that celebrity piece. So I remember we went to an event. So when we first physically met, we we went to an event together and we shared a room and a bed, which didn't seem that weird at the time, but it's quite weird given that we've not met. But I can remember us going and it was, there was this weird thing because people were like jealous of you. But you have, I'm sure you have had trolls, right? And you've had the kind of, but you've kind of managed to not. And I think it's because you haven't been doing it in order to get a big following. You, That's not what you were doing. You were doing it to share and write and connect. And you love the connection, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like all of the, initially, it was all the comments and messages and stuff coming back. Yeah. Every time somebody said, oh, thanks so much for this, it's made me feel like less like I'm on my own or Mm. less like a, you know, massive failure at motherhood. Um, they they in turn made me feel better. And you're right. Like I did. I've never really had massive problems with trolls and stuff. There was a point when the Facebook page tipped to the point where it was getting so many shares that my blog posts were landing on the pages of people that didn't necessarily agree with what I was saying. Mm. Uh, and so that really safe bubble where everybody just went, "You're great. This is brilliant." Yeah. Uh, burst. And it was quite hard, isn't it? I used to be so defensive every time somebody says something vaguely critical of me or something that I'd written she clearly doesn't love her kids she doesn't love her children she's why does she have them oh I know if I had a pound for every time somebody had said you know you don't know how lucky you are or um you don't you don't deserve your kids or whatever then yeah I would be I would be very wealthy I have a love-hate relationship with social media even now I think I have days when I absolutely love it and still really enjoy connecting with people and then have other days where I just think you know, I'd take a dive into my DMs on Instagram and people are generally really nice, but sometimes it's like, it just feels quite intense. Like mm. it will be, can you share this? I've, I've shared a fundraising page and it'll be like, yeah. you shared this fundraising page, yeah. please, can you share yeah. this one? Why don't you care about this child? And then it will be like, um, you know, you shouldn't have bought trampoline because your kids are going to break their leg. And then it will be like, <laughs> um, why are you letting your children have squash? They should only have water or milk it's really bad for their teeth and it's such a weird (laughs) thing that people feel the need not just the need but that they think that that's okay like it's because I think probably half the time these are normal people yeah but I think but that's why I find it harder because it's not like um it's not like a faceless troll account that they've set Mm. up just to be Mm. mean it is like somebody in their living room that has gone I really don't agree with this but also we got a rescue cat and then I had somebody message me saying please can you put a trigger warning on your stories if you're going to share your cat because I've got a phobia of cats and I just said to James this is what this is what it's this is what it's like I was like it's every day what does James make of it because he's not really I mean he might be on social media but he's not a big but he's not trying to be a dad influencer blogger person no um what does he make of it he never really understood the like mad world of it until I set up our uh, home renovation Instagram page. And James has got access to that. And actually, if I'm having like a break from social media or whatever, he will he will take over the Turner House project. So he will reply to messages and, you know, because it'll always be like, where's your decking from? Or uh, And he will do that. And I think that was a real insight because... Um, people everybody has an opinion especially on your house I mean people have more of an opinion on your house and decorating than they do on your parenting like and actually I think I've sometimes found that I've sometimes found that uh like 
you know, more hurtful because you don't expect it. So it's like, well, you know, you can tell me that I'm a terrible parent, but how dare you message me to say you think my cushions are shit? Like, um, <laughs> I chose them. I chose them. The parenting thing's um, kind of bumbling along in the background. So I feel like I've finally made it as an adult because we've just bought outdoor furniture and outdoor sofa set. It's never, it's, you know, it's never before happened. So I feel like, you know, it's a big, big it was a big day. Yeah. And um, I posted a picture of it on a, on a Turner House account and it's funny because I sort of know I can kind of preempt what the reaction will be so it wasn't gifted or discounted or anything we bought it at first glance it's probably facing what people would say is not the right way around because we're not we haven't faced it so you're facing out to the garden but there's a very good reason for this and it's all to do with where gets the sun so we've positioned it for optimum tanning reading yep. sitting with a glass of wine because it's course, your house and you're allowed to do this is my fucking house Steph <laughs> um so, so weird so so but I, it was really weird because I posted it and I actually said I bet people will say wow. that that's round the wrong your sofa's round the wrong way and James was like no no they won't like it's not round the wrong way it's round the right way because of the sun and I was like yeah but they're not in our they're not stood in our back garden are they so they're just going to look at it and kind of you have to point out we have east west north west. I just posted it went about my business for an hour or two went back to check the comments and sure enough yeah it was like why is it facing that way why wouldn't you want to face around to the garden and then other people commenting and then like I must I'm not joking I must have about 30 messages saying the same thing why on earth is it facing that way and I was like you're ruining my new sofa day stop it <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be a grown-up when you were writing in 2013 14 15 those early years you also had tiny babies so yeah. you're really vulnerable at mm. that point so I guess I would guess that you're thicker skin oh I see now. the funny side in everything now like yeah. I really do see the funny side in most things and also I think sometimes people are just curious like you know well, I did reply to one woman about the sofas and said, oh, yeah, they actually, you know, we don't, if I put it the obvious way around, you won't actually get any sun on them. And she was like, oh, yeah, well, that totally makes sense then kind of thing. <laughs> but in the early days of parenting blogging, you would get, you know, I had an awful time online, probably the worst ever when I stopped breastfeeding Wilf. And he'd had his, he'd had a tongue tie, but it hadn't been picked up. We'd been to see the doctor a couple of times. It hadn't been picked up. In the end, I paid for somebody to come out and see him because I knew he had a tongue tie because Henry had one. Uh, and she came out and snipped it. And by that point, it was like he was feeding really badly. And I was like, I'm not going to, you know, there was a day I was stood in the kitchen and James was like, I don't know what to do. What do you want me to do? Do you want, am I going to Boots to buy some formula or not? And I was like, no. And he was like, okay. And I was like, but you will have to go and buy some formula. And he was sort of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I was kind of documenting this on stories to just sort of say, like, I feel really emotional about all of this. And mm. I just had the most horrible messages from people that were like, I feel really sorry for your baby that you can't be bothered to continue to do what's best for him. You're throwing the towel in like it's a hurdle. He's got tongue tie. Loads of babies have tongue tie and manage. There's whole pages of support if you could be bothered. Um, and my mental health was on the floor at this point. Like, well, and Wilf was Wilf was tricky, right? He yeah, cried he a lot. Was. I can remember that yeah. it, was a, it was hard. It, it was it was really hard. And I think I thought sharing my story would help. And I think it did. It will have done. It will have done. I perhaps unwisely waded in. Sometimes it's terminology and it's things out of context. And I'd said fed is best. And actually what I meant in the context of what I said, the like wider piece of what I'd said was um, that, you know, I wasn't disputing that breast was best for baby, but sometimes what's best for mum is, mm. uh, you know, important. And so fed is 
is best for if you take into account everyone and everyone's yeah. experiences uh and you know I, I it was just like emails of we're so disappointed we're a breastfeeding group we're this and I just I felt awful because I was like that wasn't what I meant that's what becomes very weird when you have an account as big as yours that, that it's your and 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 probably less so now because the kids are getting older and people don't yeah. have the same amount of opinions on kids as they I mean, they still have lots but yeah. not to the same degree. no it's not the same but you're you're not responsible and at the same time you had a you had three small children so that's a lot I felt like I couldn't win because I actually I'd sort of I documented that I'd done you know breastfeeding three times to varying degrees of success but then when I had as people contacted me to tell me I'd thrown the towel in too early I was being a bad role model to to new mums but then when I posted pictures of myself breastfeeding in in the middle of the night I had messages from mums saying uh, yeah, all right, we get it, you're breastfeeding. Every other post doesn't need to be a picture of you with your tits out. So you really you really couldn't win. The thing is, I liked getting them out because they were so good when I was breastfeeding. They were just, they were just brilliant. <laughs> and, and then three kids in, we are, you oh, know, we're yeah. not packing. We're My, not packing. Mine have gone. They're like... Yeah. They're yeah. like PG tips, tea bags after they've yep. been strained. That's what my every now and then now. dog will go. Oh, I think they're bouncing back. You know, like <laughs> I think it's hope rather than anything. But they're not going to. I mean, unless I put on weight. So either way, shut up. Even then, I find if you lose weight, it drops off your tits straight away. But that's yep. not the first place it goes back on, is it? No. Nope. Like uh, I thank them every day for the for the for the job that they've done. But they are really quite <laughs> sad and disappointing these days. But never mind. I mean, you could probably get a boob job if you wanted one. Like, as what have you had any deals? Because there was also within that mix, there was a period where, and I and I had what fifty thousand at the time, probably followers compared to your four hundred, whatever. Yeah. But the money to to from brands was mental. There was I'm, I don't know what it's like now, and I yeah. I got to a point where it's like. I don't think I can do this because it just made me really uncomfortable unless it was something that I genuinely yeah. had a connection with that brand. And I know everyone that does it says, oh, I would only post something that I really care about. Yeah, but I don't not know. Not really. If someone's offering you 20 grand, then it, it was crazy. I, and I, like I say, yeah. my followers were a lot less than yours. But did you, because you don't do loads of that. You could have done, you could have made an I absolute do. mint. No, I, so I, turned down, I turned down way more ads and brand campaigns than I say yes to. Um, but you know, also I'll be honest, sometimes I'm, you know, the likelihood of me saying yes to a brand campaign is informed yes by whether or not, um, I like the product and it's something I would use, but also by at that moment in time, how much I need the money. Yeah, Yeah. it is because actually on book contracts, what I think people don't always understand is, um, you know, you might get fairly generous advance uh but it might be split over so you get it in three installments so I might get you know a third on signing a third on hardback publication a third on paperback publication or what have you um those three installments could be because I'm quite slow at churning I don't churn a book out it's it, you know it's a bit of a process so you know you might get a certain number of thousands of pounds but it will be over say three or four years well if you if you average what you're getting over those years it's not so I have in I have you I have something used, else to I supplement have, yeah I have because yeah. I am the, I am the main earner in our house so I have you know done adverts to kind of boost that but yeah I have been offered some really funny ones over the time somebody offered me vaginal rejuvenation surgery once 
And and all I could think about, other than oh, you know, I'm tempted no, maybe was uh, was <laughs> what do they, I mean, this is it? What do they want? A before <laughs> and after, a little reel. Oh, uh, it was, I think it was this pre reels. If I see you doing that, I'm going to give you. Your, I'm going to. I might just drive down and be like, Sarah. I think, I think it's this is time. Gonna- Sarah, even if it's going to help pay for your loft conversion, no one needs to see that. We let's not do it. But you get people saying like, "Oh, how do you always have it so together?" And how do you? And you? And it's almost I've seen it. I like obviously going through some of your posts for this, and it's almost like, have you not read any of what she's saying? Because you're being really honest. Yeah. But I suppose you're doing it in a reflective way, so it looks as it looks calmer than it is. Yeah, definitely. I but you're not pretending like, anything. No, if I live streamed, if I live streamed <laughs> our day, I mean, it, I would definitely it would definitely end up on the Mail Online um, yeah. by Barb Shane again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would just be, you know, I tend to not really post in the moment and I'm more likely to like you say do a reflective like god today was difficult and this is why yeah and it'll be like I cried and then people are going wow you always have it together and you're like uh you can't win no I was sat on a train crying I was talking about this at an event recently where people were saying like do you think there's a possibility that it shifts there's a danger of the pendulum almost swinging too far the other way and I think we saw that with the honest parenting mommy blogging scene um mm. love calling it a scene where um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah on the mum vlog scene where uh I do I do like hands held up I think there was a time when I'd recognized having come from this place of complete authenticity where I was just writing about how I felt I'd started to realize what worked like what people wanted to hear so I mean, I wouldn't make up or fabricate stuff, but I would cherry pick the stuff that I would share. So, you know, if the kids really kicked off, as awful as it was in the moment, there'd be a little bit of me that would be thinking, this is going to be, <laughs> this is going to be a cracking post later. I, I think it was maybe, t- it was probably just before I had Frank, where I did have my head turned by it a bit because you've got all these people saying, oh, you're so great and you're so funny or they're engaging or, oh, thank you for saying what I've been feeling and that. And that feels really good. And then you're offered money to post about something. Um and you kind of, yeah, I, I, and I can remember Doug being like, no, we, yeah. this is a moment. We're having a fam. This is a moment. Please don't record it or please don't. And I yeah. wasn't in the centre of that world by any stretch. No. So I can't imagine, like, and if you've got the scale that you had, yeah. it's very hard not to have your head turned by it. Yeah, it is. And I think, I think it's just remembering to keep some stuff back for you. Like mm. I'm an oversharer by nature. Like there's yeah. not a lot that's gone in, there's not a lot that hasn't gone into my books, but in terms of like pictures and family outings and, you know, quite often if we go on holiday, I won't, you know, that'll be when I'm offline. Like I generally yeah. take a few weeks off Instagram in the summer. Um, mm. And we just exist without me having to think about posting we had Annie Mack on the podcast and she was saying how you can you start to think in posts yeah and you need to and the only way to break that cycle is to probably completely come off it for a little bit because otherwise it's just always there which is weird yeah I remember when I remember when Wilf was born and I took some time off I think it took about four weeks off just to kind of exist in that bubble and I took a this is awful I took a picture of the took a picture of the boys and I went to take a picture and there was a tiny bit of my brain from like by this point seven years of blogging and influencing that thought that went well what's the point of taking this picture if no one's gonna see it as in no one's gonna see it no Sarah people will see it as in like your actual friends and family um you know those people um so I think I do check kind of check myself 
points and think don't be like that um it does feel like you know not you know no book writing pun intended but it does feel like the next chapter for me now mm-hmm. now that I've done one novel and I'm doing another one I sort of I always have this feeling I have had throughout all the books that almost like my luck's gonna run out and I'm just kind of making hay while the sun shines but I'm actually I've actually now got to a point where I'm like I think this probably actually is my job like career was, yeah I think I think, I think, I think it might work out yeah. my dad bless him my dad always sends me links like you could go on this it's like a guardian course you can go on it's how to make a success of being a writer I'll send it to you I'll uh, I'll, uh, I'll what's it I'll what's it app over and I'm like yeah and then what was the other one he said oh it was like an introduction to like editing or something because I'd said you know in, in another life I might that might have been something that I'd enjoyed doing but it's just really sweet he's like you could do this there's a there's a there's a um, Dad, article and I'm like dad it's actually like not going too badly we're doing I think we're, I think we're doing all right yeah. yeah but listen give it a listen <laughs> and what do you th- what advice would you have for anyone who's staring down the summer holidays and they've got maybe they've got younger ones there where you were three years ago it's probably not going to sell like a parenting manual of a book if your biggest piece of parenting advice is lower the lower the bar um and lower your expectations I think it's pretty key I think for me I think it's love like to doing like the, the trips and the holidays and stuff if you can and, and you're in a position to do that is amazing um I do think for me the worst kind of days usually end up being the days where we have really high expectations for them and actually you know trying to find the joy in them like if you have nice weather it makes all the difference doesn't it mm, but mm. like the low-key stuff like you know trips to it depends on ages obviously but like trying to do something for everyone so for us it might just be like you know a trip to feed the ducks and get an ice cream like I'm not then going to plan other activities like I'm I've met parents where it's like well we'll do this in the morning and then we'll do this at lunchtime and then we'll do this a one we need one activity and I think no no we've done that we've taken some we've taken some um bread although that was the another thing I posted about taking bread to feed the ducks and somebody said you can't give ducks somebody messaged Uh me so you can't give ducks bread anymore so I was like, okay. Peas, isn't it? So peas then, yeah, but then somebody else messaged me to say, well, no, actually, I, I think she said that because everybody was going, oh, we can't give ducks bread anymore, the, the poor little ducks were starving because they were, they, I mean, they'd be better off with a bit of white hovis that doesn't fill them up than nothing. Uh, but no, they, rice, peas, um, uncooked rice, peas. We were somewhere and someone was dishing out lettuce. Yeah. I, if I was a duck, I'd be well disappointed with that. <laughs> like, oh, look, what have they got? Oh. Know, where's the baguette? Yeah, one day at a time, I always think. For us, that would be like, if we're going to split the day into sections, like you get some fresh air. You know, from, the boys are like, my boys are like dogs. You genuinely do need to get them out and give them a run around so that they'll get, come home and get settled. Um, they'll have a preposterous amount of screen time over the summer holidays they will I mean they'll be, be they'll be trampoline bouncing and they'll be wrestling and they'll be football TV. but there will also yeah. be Minecraft and Fortnite and wall-to-wall TV on other days and that's fine that's yeah. just what you that's just what you have to just what you have to do you know and also we did lockdown like I do <sighs> think that yeah but I know I know I know and the, my kids still do impressions of me the day that I quit homeschooling teaching. It's like a it's like a family favorite impression at tea time where one of them will stand up and just go, "I'm not doing this anymore." Twelve weeks I've had of this, so clearly that was my that was the point at which I twelve weeks. Snapped. Yeah, God, little did you know uh, I've like, still got another year and a half of this. I know twelve weeks I've been doing this. I'm not doing it anymore. And then of course, by about half an hour later, I was doing it some more. Um, mm. 
but yeah, they. I think now that's given me a slightly different sense of perspective. Yeah, that's and it's not true, actually, actually as long, is it? It's not as no, long as what you... I hadn't thought of that this summer. I've, we've got seven weeks. I don't know why, but our school breaking up slightly early. Yeah. I think because everyone buggers off that last week. So they've yeah. changed around the hot and gone, right, we'll finish a bit early. And uh, seven weeks is nothing. You know, we will have friends who will take their kids abroad twice. We'll have friends that will work for all of the six or seven weeks of yeah, the yeah. holidays. Yeah. Uh, and we're kind of somewhere in between because James works part time. Um, I am my own boss, but, but I am also supposed to be delivering a book uh, the week the kids go back to school. So same. It's like you kind of everyone's like, oh, but you could be really flexible because you've got your own. You're like, yeah, I also have some responsibility to other people to make sure that I don't just piss off for the whole time. I'm always really torn as well because I think I've posted about this before about saying I don't think that you can mums or dads can kind of pick a side of like which side of parenting they're on like I feel like you know the press or maybe even social media sometimes makes you feel like you have to be one type of parent or the other and there's no like middle ground but most of us actually sit somewhere in the middle which is like we're really looking forward to spending time with our kids while also dreading it like because (laughs) because of all the stuff and I think that's so I always really struggle when I see you know you get like the kind of posts that I don't think are posted to try and make people feel guilty but you know it's like you only get 18 summers with your kids or um what they're only you've only got four years of them being a child or something like wait what I mean is that true because I feel like I'm still doing it and one of them's 11 so yeah Uh, but it's really interesting because I think you can be somebody that goes oh fuck off when you see one of those posts also has to shut the door and have a little cry at the thought of your youngest going to school in September like you you can you can you can feel all of the things all at once so for me I am looking forward to the summer I am looking forward to spending time with the boys I also know there are times when it's going to be a bloody nightmare like that's just Mm. that's (laughs) that's just you know and and maybe even this you know some days will be all of those things it'll go from being really nice to oh god how yeah (laughs) Ah. because you take August off social media so is that like your way of almost resetting dealing with the overwhelm of the rush hour and all this stuff it's lots of things. It's making sure that I'm a bit more present for the boys and I'm not glued to my phone. It's making sure that when I'm still having to write some words and meet my book deadline, that there's less chance of me um, clicking on videos of people's fails and falls and, you know, you'll never believe what this actress looks like now. Um, oh, and you have to click through hundreds of pages. And do you know what? They look exactly like you think they look now. That's yeah. the other thing. It's like, oh, you'll yeah. never believe what this actor looks like now. Well, he's 50. And do you know what he looks like? He looks like he's 50. <laughs> I will watch anything to procrastinate on a deadline. My latest, I've excelled myself recently by watching a video about a TED talk about procrastination. Brilliant. So it's great. Um, but to, you know, as a way of procrastinating. So I think it's a good shout a month. Like, or even just to, if you're on holiday to have to to come off yeah we don't know how to deal with this this is still quite new for everyone it's managing other people's expectations so if they message me because they want me to you know they've got a book coming out and they'd like me to read the manuscript or something it's my way of saying I'm not I'm not here right now so then I don't feel panicked because I hate like hate people thinking that I'm rude like it's a real yeah. thing I have where I'm like I haven't yeah. replied and I feel really bad but yeah so it's just a way of going right okay let's just have a bit of a reset and then come back in September. September will come back with a bang because we're going to watch WWE Clash at the Castle in Cardiff. Of course we are. <laughs> and then, um, which, which, by the way, I had tickets to see McFly on that night. And I'm not going because I'm going 
to WWE Clash at the Castle. So that is the most symbolic. Like, yes, people are going. She she doesn't like her kids. I know, but also I really I've really got into wrestling. Like I'm really I'm really enjoying it. I think it's because the kids are into so many things that I don't really. Like I'll go and watch Henry play football, but I'm not interested yeah. in football. Um, that's yeah. kind of like James likes football. That's his sort of domain. Wrestling, it's like it's it's on so much in the house. I it was just a real if you can't beat them, join them. So now I'm there. I'm like dancing to the entrance music, and I'm pointy finger. Oh, to the yeah, pointy still, yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm gonna get a t-shirt. I've already got one t-shirt. I'm gonna get another t-shirt for WWE Clash at the wow. Castle. But yeah, there will be a bit of me that will just be like whispering some McFly songs yeah while yeah. Uh, while watching the wrestling so yeah but just a few a few weeks off will be will be good yeah and then we'll be set for the school start I've convinced myself that I'm totally fine with it <laughs> and but everyone else isn't so I'm like oh maybe I won't be Aww. but we got we dug out all Buster's uniform Aww. um and it's these two that's that made me more emotional the fact that Buster who's this big 11 getting hairy and smelly and all that fit into these teeny tiny oh, little v-neck no. jumpers um but frank was very excited laying it out on the floor and i've i've set, been like he's just going to wander in because mabel did yeah but buster did not buster no. was like clinging on like a koala so you don't you know, don't do know. You? i think wilf will be or but henry and jude king were wilf. both king wilf henry and jude were both class criers for about the first half term um yeah and i think wilf will be the same i think that's a good point each phase like that people going back to school uh, people starting school or someone starting work and their kid going to nursery and stuff it there you need about six weeks yeah where everyone adjusts yeah because you know like you get people going, oh it's dreadful it's awful or, or oh yeah my kids totally nailed it it's like give it six weeks and everybody's a bit jealous of the other because you know I can remember people being like oh I'd, you know I feel like maybe my kid doesn't really even they're not even fussed about leaving me because they just like yeah. pot us straight in and I remember thinking yeah. well you know how dreadful for you as a screaming Henry was like prized <laughs> off me but I sort of I sort of I sort of get it there is nothing there's nothing that feels you know more unnatural than leaving your child somewhere when they say they don't want to be there like it's awful like the number of mornings that I've just it doesn't matter matter how many people say they'll be fine once you've left and blah 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 you know that but it's still awful isn't it yeah I'm actually planning on getting the little because we've been doing the whole draw a heart on your wrist right uh so I draw a heart on my wrist I draw a heart on Wolf's wrist I did the same with Henry and Jude and then on the walk to school you charge up the hearts so you charge up the hearts holding hands and then they have enough charge for the day um it's got quite tricky in the era of like extra hand washing I've I've like, taken to doing a sharpie and making it a bit further up the wrist um but Wolf seems to take great comfort in that so I think I'm I think I'm going to get a tattoo I think I'm going to do it oh, I'm going to get hello. I'm going to get my first tattoo and I'm going to get the I'm going to get the little walk to school and nursery heart. So it's there as a little reminder. Okay. And then when they're like stinky 30 year olds, you'll be like, yeah, when, when I'm dropping Henry at the nightclub, I'll be like, don't forget to charge your heart, Henry. Give it a quick charge. And he'll be like, mum. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh, I was just lush to speak to you. And I'm, I'm interviewing you at Henley in September or October. October. Yay! So I'll see you in yes. person. Oh, I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, last time we were at Henley, we ended up in a photo with Mary Berry. Do you remember? Yes. And Matt that was Coyne. random. Yeah. Yeah. The dream team. There you 
go. Massive thank you to Sarah. It genuinely brightened my week catching up with her. And it's just so lovely to speak to someone who's worked really hard and got where she wanted to be. I mean, she she might be tempted by boob jobs and vagina rejuvenation, but I think she's pretty happy with her lot. And also her book Stepping Up is out and an excellent summer read. I definitely recommend that. Uh, thank you also to sparbreaks.com. A link is to their great British spa sale and information for that extra listener discount is in the notes to this episode. And the next episode we've got coming up with Natalie Lee, also known as Starmy Sunday. Um, she's been on a massive journey of self-discovery about her body and sex and sexuality. And I've got some brilliant listener cues for her to answer kind of agony aunt style. So please have a listen to that when it comes out and if you want to get in touch either find me on instagram or email me podcast at don'tbuyherflowers.com and i hope your end of term holidays summer plans all go okay and everyone keeps their sanity i don't know whether to tell you to get in the brace brace position or to breathe but maybe a bit of both um and good luck Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life pretty litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.